unemployment for everybody else is 3.9. Everybody's happy because we're at, you know, less than 4%. But guess what? Black folks are at 10%. Welcome to the Disruptance Podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric Forney and Michael Bounds. Mike, every week on the show, we aim to disrupt the way entrepreneurs and real estate agents think about their business in order to make them more profitable and productive. And this week, I want to disrupt the way people think about housing wealth. And, you know, it's we all obviously hear about it a ton in our industry of real estate, where in the last uh, two years, basically you owned a home and then your net worth went up um, incrementally, you know, the, the based purely on M2 numbers, so money supply, yeah, Americans should have seen an $83,000 increase in their net worth in the last 24 months. And I have no doubt that there are plenty who saw a greater increase in their net worth, and then there are way more who saw less than $83,000 increase in their net worth in the past 24 months. And the most impacted from a negative standpoint still continues to remain minorities. In fact, when home prices went up in the last 24 months, homes in black neighborhoods um, are still seeing a $55,000 lesser value than homes in white neighborhoods. Yeah. And we talked about this before we went on there and this yeah. doesn't like cause you to be shocked or awed and it blows my mind why. It's because it's 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 the it's a residue. This has been going on. So um I so for example, I I took a phone call this week. I was lead generating and I called a client and the client ha- or a potential, a prospect, and he happened to be a, a black person, African-American. And he was trying to get a home value on his house because he was refinancing it. And I started having a conversation around him. And his, his concern was he wanted me to come out and give him a value because he was afraid that his house was going to be under uh, appraised because of his, the color of his skin. <laughs> So I have this, I have this, when, when you, so this, these are things that you don't have to think about yeah. when I'm listing a house. Um, I listed my aunt's home and she wanted to know, Mikey, do I need to take down my pictures? Yeah. I said, aunt, don't worry about it. Aunt Wanda, don't worry about it. That house stayed on market for two months. We took the, <laughs> she took the pictures down. We sold it within a couple of days. So I would like to believe that that had nothing to do with it, but it was a coincidence. But that's an example of the systematic, how it's baked in. How do you fix that? (laughs) Yeah, that's the, that's the several uh, multi-trillion dollar question, right? Is how do you fix that? It's uh, you're right. I don't, that's not something I think about. It's funny though, that you mentioned that because last night um, as we were, as we were, um, as I was preparing for the show and, and talking through things, Lauren and I were, were talking about this and she said, um, she said the same thing about taking down photos for an appraisal. And I'm like, Oh, come on. Like that, that can't be something that, um, legitimately impacts appraisal values. And yes, it it absolutely appears if you just aggregate all of the data that, um, that photos uh, of a family and whether the, the photos of, the family is white, black, Hispanic, do seem to impact appraisal values. They redecorate. I've had people, like, their houses are, you know, with a certain motif, and they they 
they whitewash it in order to get a better value for it. So yeah, that, I mean, that's baked in you. I, I, um, this is what is like, these numbers give us clarity on something that black people have always known. So before, like we didn't, we don't need numbers to articulate. Once, if you're treated a certain way, you yeah, know how you're treated. Got it. So it could be a feeling or an emotion, or like you knew it based on what it, what a day to day was like for you. And now the data, the evidence, the the like research matches the anecdotes. Right. Okay. Right. So earlier when I said that you know I haven't changed, I meant it more people see it because now we have the data to support it. This, let me, and what's crazy is we're born into this. So by being born into this, check this out. Have you ever played Cowboys and Indians? Yes. Y'all played Cowboys and Indians? So have I. It might've been cops and robbers, but probably the same thing. Probably the same thing. So, yeah, yeah. okay. We all play Cowboys yeah. and Indians. The crazy thing about being black is realizing later on you're the Indian. Do you know what a kind of mind fuck that is? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. this whole time I've been the cowboy too. Yeah. That's, that is like, we don't know. Like everybody doesn't know. And I think that clarity is what is happening. Everybody is clear. I know now. So now I can act different, right? Or I, but is that right? Got it. I got it. So when you say now with clarity, you can act different. What you mean is you could advise a client. Um, let's, let me just, let me walk back before I shove my foot in my mouth with fair housing. <laughs> so um, I don't know. I, I should know this, but um, I'm going to say if it's a fair housing violation, because we're real estate agents and we have <laughs> those requirements that um, do whatever is in alignment with fair housing. But what you're saying is, is that, uh, if it were not a violation of fair housing, someone could re redecorate. Some you could advise someone to do the best thing for their financial interest. Yeah, because but now I you have, the, have to. That's right. Yeah. The problem is that's the gap. Yeah, I have to do that, but I shouldn't have to. See what I'm saying? Absolutely. Here's what's interesting to me too, as well, Mike. There's just a ton of data that shows, as as you know, we disagree, and we've we've kept it off our, our podcast as much as possible. We disagree with the pandemic response, right? Yes. Um, the 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 beauty of it is that um, it's not because we choose to um, be like ignorant on the information. It's just that we choose to believe that the approach was. Um, right or wrong or, or best or could have been better. Right. And, um, and yet I think the thing that we both agree on most is that, um, the response has disproportionately, um, impacted minorities, women and the poor more than anything. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, you know, I, I'm one of my favorite, um, so why is that? <laughs> well, because unfortunately minorities, um, and and the poor have the least representation in policy making okay and and so you know the closer you get to the money printer 
the closer you make policy that benefits you with the money, the money printer, and therefore um, the lobbyists who have more money and a louder voice, and the elites who make policy, and largely um, whites and and males who make Rich policy. Rich white guys are holding on to their money. They hold on, hold on to money on. and make policy. <laughs> and so when that happens, when you make policy in a vacuum, what you do is you disproportionately impair those um, who don't have a voice, right? And so um, I, I am. And yeah, like I am relatively um, neutral in my public per perspective on the negative impact that this that policy has had on the um, on those that are impoverished and underserved, uh, and I'm tired of being um, quiet about it at this point because it's gotten way past uh, a reasonable amount for such a wealthy and modernized country that we continue to make policies that inflict um, impoverishment and, and financial enslavement onto those who are already at a negative um, place of starting. Right. And those are, this is a multi-generational impact that you and I have to deal with for the next, you know, 40 plus years of our, our life. And then our, children may have to of course deal with and so um so we're at a point where i think that something obviously more people have to start having a conversation about the wealth inequality that we're seeing and of course minority inequality from a policy making standpoint right now 16 percent of blacks who apply for mortgages are rejected and that's compared to seven percent of whites who are rejected for mortgages why is there such an such a difference in that? So I was um, I used to work for a bank and that bank. I, w I worked at the hood branch of the bank. For some reason, they put me in the hood branch. <laughs> some reason. So okay, I was the, the manager of the hood branch and I had certain quotas I had to hit like on getting lending. And yeah. there was no way because they would set the lending guidelines so strenuously yeah. that there was just no way that anybody would, would borrow a loan. And what's crazy is I just read about them in the IBJ. Um, last year, they, out of all of their mortgages, they gave out 25 loans to black people. Oh my gosh. The whole year, 25. Wow. Old National Bank. Okay. It's in the IBJ. I just read about it. So there we're taking something that when I worked for Old National Bank, I felt it. Yeah. I felt the structure of it. I was like, there's no way we're getting loans. Yeah. And then guess what? Old National Bank's lending money, but they lend it. I believe it's 25. Yeah. Now they're saying, well, we're not discriminating. Yeah. But the issue isn't, it's the policy that leads to the, it's the result. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely, I do. So, what is it that that lending institution is doing? And or I'm not a bank. I don't yeah. know what yeah. they're doing. This is the thing. People ask black people what to do about racism. Look, I'm, that's like going up to a deer that just got hit by a car, and then just saying, "What do I do about?" No, I'm the one getting hit by the car. Like, I don't know. You tell me what to do about racism. <laughs> what a uh, what a what a what but a my bumper sticker though. <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. Like, yeah. what do we do? I don't know. I'm just working. I'm just hustling, trying to raise my family. I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's interesting because 25 percent of um, black loan applicants were rejected according to their credit history. 
compared to 18 and a half percent for white. So again, another. So there's a gap. Why is yeah. there 25 to 18? And this is another thing, you guys, this is about yeah. modeling. We're focused on today, people taking applications. Yeah. You have to look how many, like for the longest time, this buying a house is the first time that anybody in their family has bought a house. And yeah. 1965, I black people got full rights. I was born in 79. Well, can we just stop there for one second? Tell me that year again. 65. Okay, so well, I'm just checking my watch here. That was six, less than 60 years ago. I'm 42. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, that's what's interesting. We've talked about this <laughs> off, We've talked about this off air. The craziest like way that I think to look at this is go Google a photo of JFK and then go Google a photo of Martin Luther King. JFK was murdered before the I Have a Dream speech. Every MLK photo is black and white. Yes. Most of your JFK photos are in color. And they they were they vary in the MLK photos are most likely more recent and yet they're in black and white. And this is what's crazy. Martin Luther that's crazy. It caused, below, it, it's a dude yeah. it's so this another thing. It makes people believe that it was longer, longer ago that's than right. it was. Mm -hmm. Betty White was 99. Martin yeah. Luther King if he was live would be 93. Yeah. Come on, y'all. And, and it seems like it was so much further than that, doesn't it? Because of part of it is, is how it's projected, how it's portrayed, how it's framed in a way in which, you know, and we can we could go the we, there's no need to go the conspiracy route of trying to, to define why. Let's just say that that's how it is. It is like right? I think we think that this was way further yeah, than it is. And in all reality, I'm 42, and this went down like within 20 years of me being, like within 20 years of me being alive, yeah. there was plaques that said white only. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and uh, and and so the question then I guess is how you know I had this conversation, I had this debate a little bit last week um, with some. I think it was telling you before we went on airs that with some um, really great intelligent people. Um, who have have amazing hearts and yet are also oblivious to the yes. reality and the data, right? It's not it's not intentional. It's not racial uh, apathy. That's right. It's just that um, if you haven't lived it, you don't understand it, right? And we're when all born in the middle of it. We've strayed <laughs> so far from under from exhibiting empathy as a society that uh, that. It, it, empathy is the first thing that has to um, change, right? Is that people have to understand that in order to be empathetic, you have to put yourself in the position of someone else in order to be willing to feel and think and uh, experience what that other person is thinking, feeling, and experiencing. I equate it when I, when I teach empathy to uh, method acting, right? As you know, probably the most recent great example of method acting is Daniel Day Lewis, right? With his, with his Lincoln role. And they say, you know, that he went months as Abraham Lincoln, never go breaking character in personal life and, in, and on set. And that's what empathy looks like is you have to be willing to do method acting to understand what someone else is thinking, feeling, um, and experiencing. And, it first has to start there. We make no progress. Right. Mm -hmm. And then what I wonder is, is, is that is, is the credit system itself broken or is the education around the credit system broken? Both. Okay. So if they're making policies where they're only loaning 25 loans yeah, and there's something that's baked into that system that is yeah. not do, I don't think anybody, what's crazy is I don't think anybody went in and just like, Okay, we don't want black people to get loans here, yeah. but but the result of that 
ended up being racist. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Just, I just want to add, um, like I want to, I want to, um, support exactly what you said, which is, um, that recent with in, in just in, um, December, of 2021. So, uh, as of the date of recording this, this was just about a month and a half ago. Um, old national bank gave 37 mortgage loans to black borrowers in, um, in an area where 28% of the residents are black. 30. So 37 mortgages out of 2300 almost. Right. And, and 28% of the residents were black. And so, you know, we can, the good and bad of statistics is they can easily be manipulated, taken out of context. We'd have to look at all the number of applicants, what was the rate, and so on. Were they denied based on, uh, you know, specific locations, specific That's like, where it happens, things, but, though, because people, yeah. didn't, they have plausible, de- well, yeah. their credit score, they set their bar to where they can only yep. do da-da-da-da-da. The problem is it's not, it's, the problem is that people are being excluded. Yeah. And so, and if you want to help, like, the, the white white folks, what I hear all the time is mm-hmm. I hear, I see no color. That is wrong. That is not, that is mm, wrong. Tell me more about that. I want you to see my color. Okay. Because then you so, see me. Okay. Because so, the problem is when you, do, when, when you don't see my color, yeah. I'm not seen. You said, you remember that time we we're talking, we're going back and forth and you're like, bro, you're good. I know I'm good. You're, being black is being invisible. When you when white people don't see color, y'all don't see me. So I need you to see my color, so then you can understand. In 1965, yeah. I was not considered a full person. So this is this is a little bit off topic, but on the same on the same lane, which is, you know, as a as a father, I struggle with this, and I say that because you know Hudson's at an age where he doesn't see color. Mm-hmm. But he has like he he has no idea that there is a difference in in people, right? He he's at this place where he just loves people. Period. Right. Right. Like he doesn't like I I know for a fact that the first like child he gave a hug to was was a black child. Right. Right. Like he has he has friends at school who are. In fact, at his birthday party it was you know fifty percent racial mix. He's has no idea. Right. We went to a Harlem Globetrotters game last week and um and I'm like there was there was a there was a portion about um about the Harlem Globetrotters history and about black history and and I'm like do I want him to see people as people always and forever or do I want him to even understand the like flawed concept of race at what point in time is that actually become the hindrance for growth is where like, because to me, race is a concept. It is a real concept with consequences, but it is a concept that we have fabricated mm-hmm. as a way of defining melanin variations because it perpetuated a system of inequality or a power system Um and at a certain point, you know, we're estimated to be about 25 years from homogenized America yeah. where white is actually no longer the majority race. Right. At what point does race become no longer um, something we should even think about, talk about? I think we need to talk about it until it's fixed. Okay. It's not fixed. So like the... the if this, it's a majority. So, so this is... Okay. So, okay. I, as a black person, am often a token. Okay, 
And let me clarify where okay. the token is. There's two. I'm just saying this, right? <laughs> just, I know yeah. token has a negative connotation, but I want to kind of clear what that what it is. Okay, there's two sides of a token. The good side of the token is that I get to be a model for my nieces and my nephews and other people, yep. so they get to see their uncle, or their dad, or whatever do things, and then they can kind of mimic that. The other side of the token, the dangerous side of the token, is that white people see me and they say they made it look mike can do it they can mm. all do it when there's other mics okay see what i'm saying so i need that's why i'm saying the white people they need to see my color because when you see now you start seeing there's other mics out there got it so i think what i'm if i want to i want to unpack and make sure i understand what you said which is basically um when when white people see um, a black successful person like yourself and they understand you as a person in your character, it humanizes the, the racial component of it in order to create empathy and understanding right. and experience or, or hardens it. Yeah. So then they say, look, Mike did it. Why can't they do it? Or so by under, by not, by not seeing my color, what happens is you don't recognize you think that I'm an anomaly versus the, the you know, the exception rather than the rule. There's other mics out there. You know what I'm saying? Of course. Yeah. yeah. So I think that by to that talking point and them saying we don't see color, that's a way to make me invisible. When did uh, um, totally now off topic, but out of curiosity, when did your so you have black children and you have white children, right? Yes. And um, when did your which is <laughs> which is like a whole totally different topic. But like, when did your black children know that they were black? Um, I informed them. Yeah, I know. How old do you think you they have are? to be? Clear. You got to know because it hits you like because I told you, you think you're a cowboy and you're not. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> so, like, you gotta, like, you know, you gotta. Do you know if there's like, that's is the there whole, like, um, every black per every black parent has a yeah. conversation with their child. Yeah, everyone talks about how you gotta work twice. Do you as remember hard. that conversation? Absolutely. How old I do you think? How old do you think seven, you were? Okay. You know. Yeah. So I think that this is it. There's a lot. It's uncomfortable to have that conversation, and I think that a lot of. The majority of us don't like to be uncomfortable. You know what it is for me, actually, is um, <laughs> what it is for me is like, right, is like as a as a father, I want Hudson to be um, at like a trillion times better than me. Right. And yeah. I want him to have everything. Um, I want him to make humanity better than than me. And um, and I see human as humanity better is when we no longer see the difference in people other than based on their like That's merits and realistic. character. I know that. So but if I look, I know at that. <laughs> However, I'm like, where do we start and stop? Right? Do I start at the individual level and then hope that that compounds, right? And then the other thing is, is that uh, we try to avoid, and I don't know this. You know what? I guess we'll ask a therapist in 30 years or something. But we try to avoid projecting adult concepts onto him. We talk to him like an adult, but we don't uh, project adult pressures and concepts onto him, like. You know, it's so funny. I get so annoyed and I keep it inside, but it bugs me when someone will be like, oh, do you have a girlfriend? I'm like, he's four. Like, right. so can yeah, he you're just put, go out? You're putting that on. Correct. Yeah. I'm like, how about you just go out and play and yeah. just like be, yeah. a, be a child yeah. until you're no longer at a point where you like need to not have the, in, the innocence of being a child. Um, so that's why I was curious, the age part of it. So. I want to go back. So you mentioned you mentioned um, 
like color blindness and yeah. not seeing color. So this is a business podcast. So we Correct. oftentimes when we are setting goals, our goal setting is to something that is attainable. So I could say to you, Eric, okay, this year I did almost 12 million. Yeah. My goal is to do $200 million. Okay. And you would be like, why don't you set something that's more attainable? Got it. Got it. Okay. We are talking about something that is so far <laughs> out there that okay. there's no way that we can attain it. Yeah. So we need to get to that point. But before, if we're going to keep falling on our ass if we keep doing it the same way. Yeah. See what I'm saying? I do. So I just, what I'm saying to white people is y'all need to see color. And what that, what I mean by that is not necessarily like a blanket. <laughs> yeah. But then see individual people and then you'll start saying, oh, there's other mics out there or there's other, other so, people. So this then, like the way to see that though is, is first to understand, like we have to accept reality as it is, right? We have to accept that, yes, in fact, um, white families are, uh, or sorry, black, black families are twice as likely as whites to have no wealth, right? right? Zero wealth or negative wealth, right? right? Like I have, to, I have to first acknowledge that as true. Right. And, and I can't, um, be utopian about my desire to not see any color because that may choose me to, that may lead me to not see reality, which is that blacks are twice as likely as whites to have zero or negative wealth. So now you deal with it yeah. when you're, you give them grace. But if I yeah. don't see color, guess what happens? Everybody's treated the same. Yeah. And so, and then guess what? This person isn't coming from the same situation and yeah. it all compounds on itself. That's the thing. The house has been built on top of this. So how do you undo that? You know, we talked about in our episode in May of um, 2021 about the uh, concept of foreclosures and forbearances and um, whether we were going to see a foreclosure crisis. And we you know, talked about undeniably at that time that the, the answer was no. And, and we kind of went down the discussion about, again, about those that um, started with the least ended up with even less um, two years later through this pandemic. And, um, and black women are the ones who have been most negatively impact as a, um, as a sub demographic of the population. And right now, um, black women, in fact, in the labor force participation rate have, um, exponentially, um, seen unemployment greater than any other sub demographic of the population. Right. Why do you think that is? So, um, because there's, um, uh, childcare pressures. Yeah. So a lot of them tend to be single mothers. Yeah. So, um, this is where I'm talk talking about this thing has all built on itself. So like I read in the nineties. So right now unemployment doesn't count the prison population. Jeez. Okay. So if you were to count the disproportionate amount of black people that are in the prison population. Yeah. And you counted that in the unemployment. Black unemployment would be closer to 40 or 50 percent. Holy cow. Okay. Okay. So, like, if unemployment of white guys was 40 percent, yeah. do you think they would fix that? No. They won't. <laughs> so, guess what? If a disproportionate yeah. amount of people were in prison because of failed policies around, around you know, yeah. the drug war, now, 20 years later, we have single mothers that can't work because they're at home with their family. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. Everything builds on itself. So um, 
It, and then when we when you look at unemployment rates, um, the unemployment rates of blacks is right today. It's already high. But then if you put oh, in their it's, prison, it's higher today than it's higher today than it was pre-pandemic. It's higher today than it was. I read somewhere in like 1968. I would believe that. I would believe that. <laughs> it right is now crazy. Right now, right now, um, black unemployment just. Uh, I mean, it's almost, it's, it's a little under 10%. Uh, it's probably two points under that or so, roughly. So unemployment for everybody else is 3.9, but what do we talk about? But we talk, we, we well, our, our Or most, what is it currently? I, I, yeah, you're close to that. At one point in time, it yeah. was 3.9. Right? Yeah, it's, it's close so to that. So everybody's happy because we're at, you know, less than 4%. But guess what? Black folks are at 10%. So, and what's crazy is if you fix the policies and the, the policies that are impacting that subclass, it's going to impact white people, everybody. It's going yeah. to impact everybody. So um, we focus on that 3.9, but perhaps we could focus on that 